to talk today about how we grow in our decision making. How do we grow when it's becoming more difficult to decide? Where do I go to college? Should I date this person? Should we get married? Should we have another kid? Should we buy this house instead of rent? Should we get another car? Should I take this job? Should we move to another city for only $12,000 when I was prepared to offer you $100,000, but too many of you jumped on it too early? How do we know what God wants us to do? The good news is, if you are a follower of Jesus, God will show you exactly what he wants you to do. There will be no doubt in your mind. You will be 100% sure, and there will never, ever be any problems or obstacles at all, and everything I just told you is completely untrue. It's completely untrue. But this is what many people think. Well, if I'm a follower of Jesus, he's gonna show me exactly. In fact, what I wanna do is show you a portion of scripture that to me is fascinating. This is the Apostle Paul. If anybody is gonna understand what God wants, it's gotta be Paul, right? The dude wrote the majority of the New Testament. He had encounters with God in heavenly places. He started churches all over. If anybody knows what's coming and God's gonna give him insight, it's the Apostle Paul. Watch how detailed Paul's understanding of what is coming in the future is in 1 Corinthians 16, verses six and following. He says, for sure, no, he says, perhaps I will stay for three weeks. No, he says, for a while, or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go, because I haven't got a clue. For I do not want to see you and make only a passing visit, but I know, no, he says, I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay on in Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work is open to me because no one ever opposes me. No, because there are many who oppose me. Perhaps for a while or even wherever I go, I hope, I'm not sure, if the Lord permits, there are many who oppose me. Even Paul didn't have a clue of what was to come. He didn't understand the details, and yet he served God in a very effective manner. If you feel a little bit like Paul, take comfort in this. God doesn't always show us the future. God doesn't show us the details. Man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord determines the steps, step by step. How do we grow into God's perfect will? We do it step by step. Here's what a lot of you are gonna wanna know. We talked last week about who before do, why before what. A lot of you are gonna wanna know what does God want me to do? God, you just show me what you want me to do and I will do it. Show me what you want me to do. Why before what, who before do. When you're becoming the right who, God will lead you to the right do. When you are living for the right why, it's easier to discern the right what. Big thought for today. You say, God, show me what to do. God, show me what to do. If you show me what to do, I will do it. God, show me what to do. And God says to you, I'm not always gonna show you what to do, but I will give you wisdom to decide. Hear this. God doesn't always show us specifically what to do, but he will give us wisdom to decide. God, show me what to do. I'll give you wisdom to decide. I wanna to talk today about wisdom to decide, wisdom to discern, and wisdom is one of the most important traits that you can pursue from our Heavenly Father. In fact, this is what Solomon did in the Old Testament. Quick lesson if you're not a church person. When Solomon became king, 
He was to sacrifice a bull before the Lord to make a burnt offering. And Solomon wanted to worship God with such extravagance that instead of making one sacrifice, he made 1,000 burnt offerings. 1,000, an extravagant act of worship toward God. And in a dream, God said to him, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. If you think for a moment that generosity doesn't move the heart of God, an extravagant move of generosity draws the heart of God, God says, I'll give you anything you want. And what Solomon doesn't say is give me riches, give me more power, destroy my enemies. But he says, help me be a good king. Give me the wisdom to know right from wrong. Give me wisdom to make the decisions that would honor you. And God said, hey, because you didn't ask for all these other things, I'm gonna give them to you as well, and I'm gonna give you wisdom. And that's why this is what Solomon said, just very, very direct. He said in Proverbs 4, 7, he said, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. You wanna know the wisest thing you can do? Get wisdom. And then he goes on to say, it's kind of funny, it's like he says it again, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment, get wisdom and develop good judgment, whatever you do. For those of you that have lived long enough, I know for sure, you get to be 18 or 25 or 30, or some of you, it may take till your 40s, eventually you're gonna say something like this. You're gonna say, oh my gosh, I wish I knew, help me out. I wish I knew back then what I know now. What is that? You've received wisdom. Wisdom above anything else. It's more valuable than gold. Solomon said, get wisdom. God, I want divine direction. Show me what to do. Listen, God will not always show you what to do, but he will give you wisdom to decide. Show me what to do. God says, I'll give you wisdom to decide. And let me give you three real simple thoughts that should be easy to remember that will help take you in God's divine direction, directional wisdom. The first thing is this, just simple words. The first thing is this, we're going to walk. Walk, walk. This is what Proverbs 13, 20 says. Walk with whom? All of our churches, let's say this aloud. Walk with the wise. And what happens when you walk with the wise? You become wise. Then the scripture says, for a companion of fools does what? Suffers harm. You walk with the wise and you become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. For example, anytime you ever see three men in the front of a pickup truck, nothing good ever came out of that in the history of the world, right? One of them's certainly gonna be the guy that says, hey, hold my beer, watch this, right? That's just the way it is. You, you, you run with the wrong people and the wrong things tend to happen. For example, I, I bumped into this really uh, cool guy at the gym and we were talking, I just, just met him and he was telling me a story. He said, man, I just started coming to the church and it's awesome, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And, and I said, that's incredible, man, congratulations. And, and he said, I'm trying my best to be faithful to God and to get off drugs, but I'm really struggling. So we started talking for a minute and it became really, really obvious to me what was most likely going on. And so I said, hey, I'm just curious, of all your closest friends, how many of them are faithfully following God and are not doing drugs? He's like, oh man, none of them. I and mean, they're all on drugs and they're all wild. I said, ding, 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 okay. Here's a problem, here's a problem. I've said this before, show me your friends and I will show you your future. It's almost impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. Let that sink in. It is almost impossible, your mom is right, listen to her. <laughs> It's almost impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. Walk with the wise 
and become wise. Walk with the wise, the companion of fools suffers harm. Uh, I love this imagery that we're told to walk with the wise. In other words, we do life. This isn't like I just go and ask a wise person for advice. We're actually plugged in doing life together. We're walking together. And this is one of the reasons why we talk so much about life groups. What we need, all of us, we need other strong believers consistently in our lives because going to church for one hour a week, doing a little daily reading plan, that's not enough to overcome the pull of this world toward things that are displeasing to God. You know, when you're in a work environment where there's so much worldliness and so much sinfulness all over, we need to walk with people consistently who lead us in the right direction. And this is one of the reasons why we're so passionate all the way down to our student levels at Switch. Parents, if your kids are not involved in Switch, man, I don't know what to say to you. This is the church working together to disciple. The strongest thing we do is in small groups, we have hand-picked, chosen and developed leaders who bring along good kids and help them walk in the same direction. I would not for a moment expect my children to be plugged in followers of Jesus, bring them to church twice a month, and that's it. We, we're gonna put them with people and walk together. If you see any area of success in a person's life, I promise you, they've been walking with the wise. For example, when I became a follower of Jesus, my friends were not followers of Jesus. And I decided in my life, I wanted to really be successful in three areas. I wanted to be really strong spiritually, I wanted to one day be a, a great husband and a, a great father, and I wanted not to be financially burdened because I saw so much of that. So I looked at my friends who I was walking with. You know who I was walking with? I was walking with the wild, I was walking with the broken, and I was walking with the broke. That's who I was walking with. A companion of fools suffers harm. And so I recognized to really grow in wisdom, I needed to surround myself with people who were wiser, than I was, and so I sought out people in those areas. Uh, one guy had a professor in college, his name was Dr. Alt Schuler. He was um, independently wealthy and just taught an investing class just because he enjoyed it. So I latched onto this guy, I probably drove him crazy. I'd stay after class and say, just advise me, help me. And I remember him saying, well, first of all, you have to live beneath your means. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know, and he's like, you have to live, and he told me that. So, and, 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 he, and he helped coach me. Then, a little while later, whenever an older fraternity brother came to me, I was 19 years of age, he said, hey, I'll sell this house to you, I'll carry the note, you know, you could put some people in it and rent it. I went, Dr. Altshuler, is this a good deal? And he's like, ah, that's a good deal. If you can do that once, do it twice, if you can do it twice, do it three times. And so by the time I graduated from college, I had four rental units. Why? Why? Only because I was walking with someone who thought like that, helped me like that. When we started the church and didn't have hardly any income, we were able to live off those rental properties. We lived off them for a while. Now they fuel our giving. What happened? A wise person helped develop us along. Um, I wanted to have a great marriage and be a great dad. I, I found this couple named Rich and Anna. Uh, they were the godliest couple that I knew. They lived in a little place. I bought a place next to them. That's what I did. And we just hung out with them. I was that guy. I was the third wheel. I was there eating their spaghetti every single night. They were the couple that gave me the courage to call Amy when I called her. I had never even met her before. They were looking over my shoulder going, do it do it, do it. And I did it. And then they met her and they discipled us and moved us toward marriage. There was a guy named Bron Brown. He was the, uh, the strongest Christian that I knew. I said, Bron, teach me, teach me the Bible. I was leading a Bible study, but I didn't know how to teach it. And I was a new Christian. Teach me. So he'd walk me through. I said, okay, I'm dating this girl, Amy. What are the rules? 
Like when it comes to physical stuff, give me, tell me as liberally as you can, what am I allowed to do and not do? <laughs> it's a fair question, right? I mean, you've seen her, and so what am I allowed to do, right? You know, and so he, he, I never will forget it, so wise. He said, what's the goal? I'm like, I don't know, what's the goal? And he led me through, he said, purity is the goal. And so would such and such be pure? I'm like, I can see where this is going, and it's not far. And so, you know, and he led me through this, and so afterwards we moved up our wedding date. <laughs> Three times. True story, very true story. And, and, and where we are today is a result of walking with the wise. If you wanna make better decisions, hang around better people. Serious. Some of you, this is really what you need to hear. I mean, this is, this is so important. This is so scriptural. You want God's direction, hang around God's people. It doesn't mean that you're not ministering to those who are far from God, but you're walking with those who are walking with Jesus. You walk with the wise and you grow wise. Walk, walk. The second thing we're gonna do if you're taking notes is this, we're gonna ask. You want wisdom? There, there is a promise and a prayer that God will always answer. Every time you ask God for wisdom, he will hear your prayer and say yes and give it to you. James 1.5 gives us the promise. If any of you lacks wisdom, what should you do? You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, it will be given to you. You ask God for wisdom and he will give you wisdom. You ask God. Uh, for example, I have six children, four still living at home, and to this day, I actually believe I know more than my 12-year-old. I feel like that, I do. What's funny is when your kids are young, you're like their hero and you know everything, right? Then they get a little bit older and you're stupid and you don't know anything. Who knows what I'm talking about? You're an idiot, you don't know anything. They get a little older and suddenly you might get a little smarter, then one day they cry and apologize and turn into you and they have no idea how it happens, right? <laughs> That's the way it is. So with my grown children, I've got two married daughters, Amy and I, we have one goal, we wanna be low maintenance parents. I'm gonna be a low maintenance in-law. Some of you, listen, this is God's word to you. Get low maintenance. And your kids just said, amen, preach it. I'll give the biggest offering of my life. They'll get her off my back. Okay. Low maintenance. Some of you are afraid to laugh. She's here, she'll kill you. Okay. Low maintenance, low maintenance. So what that means is, we got a lot of opinions, but until we're asked, we're not gonna offer. The moment one of my grown children says, what do you think about this? I will share every bit of wisdom that I have and then some. When you ask God, when you ask God, he loves to share wisdom with his children. When you ask him, when you ask him, here's the deal though, you have to spend time with him to ask him. Where can you get wisdom from him? I can promise you, you get it every single day from his word. You can get it every single day from other believers in a small group. You can get it every day by hearing the voice of his spirit. He is, he is the good shepherd who guides the sheep. I love this. He guides. That means our job is to follow. When we walk with him, he leads us to where he wants us to go. You have to spend 
time with him. You spend time with him. When you do, he will give you wisdom. I want to show you an image that I love, and it makes me rather emotional. Um, Psalm 32, 8 tells us this about the Lord. He'll give you wisdom. Here's what the Lord says. The Lord says, I will guide you. Everybody says, he will guide me. I will guide you, he says, along the best pathway for your life. God says, I will advise you and watch over you. I will guide you. I'll advise you. I will watch over you. Listen to what God says. I will guide you. I will advise you. I will watch over you. The loving Father, tell me what to do. I may not tell you what to do. I'll give you wisdom to decide. And I will guide you. I will advise you. And I will watch over you. And as I read that, it reminded me so much of a moment that most parents will have with their children. The moment when a parent teaches a child to ride a bicycle. And I just happened to have video of when I taught my fifth child, Stephen, to ride his bicycle and watch as a father guides, advises, and watches over. Ready to ride, Book? Yeah. Put your helmet on. Are you scared? No. What if you fall? I know you will catch me. Doing good. Oh, no, no, no! Dad, I'm in the stickle batch. Dad, why did he God make stickers? I don't know why God made stickers. It's a good question. Good question. Got it. Guide you, advise you, watch over you, guide you, advise you, watch over you, and celebrate with you. Your Heavenly Father will guide you, advise you, Watch over you. You think for a moment I was going to let him get in a sticker patch? <laughs> he was scared to death of that. Some of you, you're scared to death. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? He'll guide you. He'll advise you. He'll watch over you. Walk with the wise. Ask, and he'll give you wisdom. And then the third thing is very simply this. Decide. Decide. Ask, walk, decide. I like uh, the original Karate Kid. The new one's pretty cool too, but the original one's got some great lines. And I'm not gonna try to do this in uh, Mr. Miyagi's accent because that would be <laughs> embarrassing to all of us. But Mr. Miyagi says this, Danielson, must talk. Walk on road, walk on right side safe. Walk left side safe. Walk middle, sooner or later get squished, just like grape. <laughs> Some of you are not old enough to know about that classic line, but it's really good advice. Really good advice. And what I want to say to um, those that I love so much, man, don't be so afraid of making a mistake. The biggest mistake may be just walking down the middle. It may be not making a decision, not making a choice. 
And so here's the question. Well, how do I know if this is God? Is this open door from God or is it from the devil leading me to an elevator shaft where I'm going to fall and break my neck? Is this, is this desire my desire or this desire is God's desires? Listen, if scripture doesn't give you clear direction, in other words, there are things that God's word says do not do. There are things that God's word says always do. Whenever God's word speaks, our response is to follow. Wherever there is not clear, moral, scriptural direction, what does God do? God gives you wisdom to decide. Show me what to do. God could have programmed you to do exactly what he wanted you to do, but then you wouldn't have the freedom to choose to love him back. And he loved you enough to give you freedom to make different choices so you could choose him or choose something else. And there are so many different things, so many people are freaking out about. God says, you decide. I trust you. Make the call. Well, what if I make a mistake? Make the call. In fact, I love to look at just the Apostle Paul. This is what he says one time. Uh, he's seeking direction from God, and this is what he did not say. He didn't say, the Lord spoketh unto me and said, Paul, this is what thou shalt doeth. It's not what he said. This is what he said. Look at this, 1 Thessalonians 3, 1. He said, so when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We thought about it, we considered it, and we just thought it best. We just thought it best. We didn't, God didn't direct us. He didn't say anything. We just made a decision. And there are times when you just have to make a decision. And I'm gonna tell you right now, as a pastor all the time, there are sometimes I know God is directing me, and I, other times where I says, God just says, I'm trusting you. And you just make a decision and you move forward. Well, what if I make a mistake? What if I make a mistake? Guess what? When you make a mistake, what do you get? You get wisdom right? You get wisdom. You may get an extra bill in the mail, an extra semester in school, and maybe even an extra kid, but you also get <laughs> wisdom. You get wisdom. God guides you. God coaches you. God watches over you, and he gives you wisdom to decide. God guides you, advises you, and he watches over you. So I ask you early on, would you move to another town for money? And a lot of you said, yes, be careful. Sometimes God absolutely wants to bless you financially. Other times you may move to another city and not find a great church. You may not find a great small group. Your kids that are thriving spiritually may not thrive there. Just be careful. Don't make that the only indicator. It may be one, it's not the only one. Go back to when I was in college, I became a follower of Jesus. I was a business major. I never thought to change my major. You know, I could have been, I wanted to do ministry, never dawned on me to ever change it. I graduated with a business degree and I wanted to be a pastor and people didn't hire business degree guys. So I got a job selling security systems for Honeywell back when they really first got popular and I sold them like crazy. In the first 10 months, I made over $60,000. This was back in 1990. It's a lot of money today for a 22 year old. It's a lot of money back then. I talked to my pastor and he said, hey, I, I see something in you. I'd like to offer you a job to come on full-time and build a single adult ministry. I said, great, fantastic, praise God. He said, I can only give you $1,000 a month. What about benefits? Nope. Insurance? Nope. Help with seminary? Nope. 70 plus, 12,000. So I asked all my 
non-Christian friends that I grew up with. They're like, Groeschel, don't waste your life in a stupid church. You're too talented, get a business degree, top your class, don't be stupid. I asked Rich and Anna, my neighbors, and they said, why are we even talking about this? You're made for it. I asked Braun Brown, the guy that discipled me, and he just started crying. He said, I knew God would open a door for you. I asked my pastor, who offered me the job, what, what do you think I should do? He said, I would continue to sell security systems. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. And he went on, and he said, I would do anything else if you feel like you can please Jesus doing it, because our world needs effective Jesus followers all in all different areas. And the only way I would ever do this if you feel like you couldn't do anything else and please God but this. $12,000 or 70 plus thousand with upward potential. God, what do I do? I'll give you wisdom to decide. And so we made the decision and here we are, Life Church. No. Thank you for clapping, but you missed the point. <laughs> then there were other decisions. Got some right, got some wrong, got some really wrong, got some wisdom. Got off the track, went toward the sticker patch. Thank you, Jesus. You guide, you advise, you watch over. There was no way that we could ever foresee what's gonna happen. All we could do is be faithful in the next step. Don't freak out. Get to know Jesus. Learn his voice. Walk with him. Walk with the wise. Surround yourself with people who are pleasing Jesus and walk with them. Ask God for wisdom. He generously gives to all. Make a decision. What if I mess up? I mess up. God guides you. Come back over here. Come back over here. God advises you. Stay on, man. God watches over you. How do you get to God's perfect will? Well, you serve him perfectly in this moment. God, help me be who you want me to be, so I'll do what you call me to do. Help me do with the right why, and you'll lead me to the right what. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the good shepherd that guides the sheep. Wherever you guide me, I will follow step by step. So Father, we ask in this moment that you would help us, give us divine direction. I know there are so many who have so many big decisions to make. God, where your word is clear, we will obey. But God, so often we know you give us wisdom to decide. So give us the courage to know we're walking with you, empowered by your spirit. Give us the courage to decide and the faith to trust you. All of our churches, as you continue praying today, I'm curious how many of you say, I am a Jesus follower, and just like Solomon. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. I want wisdom to do what's right and to please God. Would you lift up your hands right now? I hope it's everybody. Fantastic, put your hands down. Man, I'm glad to know you will be walking with the wise because that's one of the ways you grow in wisdom. No more thinking about it. You are now joining a life group. You're with other people and you're becoming wise. You're becoming wise. You are in God's word. It's not optional for you. It's daily for you. Why? 
because you grow in wisdom as you seek God in his word. You talk to him, you pray, you fellowship with him. Now, Father, I ask that as we do these very simple things, we're around the things of your kingdom, you would impart divine wisdom to us. God, give us wisdom first to be who you want us to be. Therefore, we'll do what you call us to do. Give us wisdom to get the why right. Therefore, God, we will get the what right. God, give us eyes to know your truth and when there is not a moral directive from your word, give us wisdom to decide and the courage to follow you in faith. 